Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to the show. Thanks again to John Hendricks for joining us. Now we're going to go to Josh Alper, NFL writer for NBC Sports and Pro Football Talk. As we get a view outside of the Saints bubble, we're kind of waxed into here during training camp. He's at Josh Alper on Twitter again, profootballtalk.com. Josh, how are you doing tonight? Doing great. Uh, let's start with the Saints here. They're going out to Los Angeles. I think they're in the air as we speak to practice with the Chargers. Um, didn't see much in that first preseason game. The expectations are all over the place for this team. Josh, what are your expectations here as we kind of wind through camp? Well, I, I mean, I think they're they're high. I, I think this is a team that was obviously very, 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 very close to the Super Bowl last year. And I, I think that there have been some obvious, you know, some losses, some some gains, but the the key guts of the team remain the same. And I think, especially, you know, once you got the Mike Thomas issue out of the way and and got him in, it's it's been quiet. It hasn't been a loud camp for the Saints. There hasn't been a a ton of a, you know drama, and I think that's a good thing for a team in the spot that they're in. I think it's very businesslike and. You know, I, I think my expectations are, are high for them again this year. I, I thought that going into last year, they were a Super Bowl favorite. I haven't quite nailed down my choice yet, but they're one of the three or four teams in the NFC that are that are right there for me. Yeah, we've seen that quiet camp, too. Not much news coming out of this camp. I think maybe that has a lot to do with Drew Brees and the way he leads this team from that quarterback spot. Is the decline for Brees here? Did we see that at the end of last season? Was there not much to worry about there from your perspective, Josh? I don't think he's – look, he's not the same quarterback he was 10 years ago. Of course he isn't. But he's a quarterback that he can certainly win. And I think they made – I think the biggest move in that direction was, was to bring in Jared Cook and to bring in a tight end who can do the things that Jared Cook can do on the field and, and draw the kind of attention he can draw when you have already uh, Thomas on the outside and all these other receivers that Drew Brees knows and likes and trusts and, and obviously Alvin Kamara coming out of the backfield. I think you give him so many choices that he's going to be making easy throws. And look, you don't want him putting, trying to put a ball between two defenders. I, I wouldn't want that for most quarterbacks in the NFL. But I, I think you put him in a position to succeed, and, and it mitigates any of the decline that's you know clearly there in terms of arm strength, stamina, durability, those things. I, I think there's a lot of ways to protect him and and continue to thrive with him. But you know, you get a quarterback to this age; it's still a very uncharted territory that that when when the bell is going to ring for them you, you know I, I think you know it and i i haven't seen that for breeze yet uh, certainly not with the level of talent that remains around him on that offense yeah kind of predicting his decline i don't know that's the same exercise trying to predict to tom brady's uh, demise and the patriots demise we're just continuing to wait for it to happen it's interesting you bring up jared cook there you've watched his entire career like we have and he's been a guy that's always been really hyped since he came out of college last year age 32 probably his best season well statistically it was his best season yards catches 
Um, touchdowns, all career highs. Is this a guy who's blooming late? Was Is he just in a better fit in Oakland and now here in, in the Saints? What have you seen with Cook? I, I think it's, it's he's like a lot of players, and it's in terms of how you use him. And there have been other times where his health hasn't been great, and he's been in positions to really succeed. I think some of those early years with Tennessee, he, he had a spot to do that. But then, you know, you, you go to the Rams and – those Rams teams that he were on, he was on, was were, you know, very offensively challenged, and so I think when you put him in, you know, that Raider team wasn't great last year, but you know, John Gruden is a good offensive coach, and Derek Carr knew right away that the only guy he could throw to and count on was Jared Cook. Now, you're not going to get that same kind of production from a raw stat standpoint with the Saints because they're not going to need him to do the same kinds of things that the Raiders needed him to do. And that almost, I think, is better because he becomes this weapon, I think, particularly in the red zone, where you're just going to have so, too many options for a defense to, to defend. And, and I think this is a really good spot for him. As he continues to get older, he's not going to be asked to do 100% of the things. You have other guys in who can block. You have other guys who can handle different parts of the portfolio and, and really count on him as a receiver and a, an outlet on a third and five, you're going to be looking Jared Cook's way a lot, I would think. Yes, yeah, so they'll have a better option there across from Mike Thompson than they did last year. No doubt about it. Talking to Josh Alper, NFL writer for NBC Sports and Pro Football Talk, joining us here on The Last Lap. He's on Twitter at Josh Alper. NFC South is really an interesting um, bug for me to kind of uh, squash here. I don't really understand. I, I can't really predict, I should say, who's going to be this main challenger to to the Saints in this division. I, I have a feeling it's going to be Atlanta. Other people, matter of fact, almost everybody here has told me, no, it's going to be Carolina, Josh. What do you think? Handicap this for me. Who's the main challenger for the Saints here in the NFC South? Uh, I, I I would tend to tend to, to go with the Falcons as well. I, I think that last year they had so many injuries, and, and they still put up a competitive fight. But defensively, they were so outgunned that it, it, it's almost – Unbelievable. They, they won as many games as they did. Uh, I think you get back to that and, and you get back to Dan Quinn running that defense with a little bit of, you know, a fire of urgency under them that maybe they didn't have last year. I, I like that a lot. Um, Julio Jones, Devontae Freeman, Calvin Ridley, Mohamed Sanu, Matt Ryan, uh, you know, deep on offense. All of that said, if Cam Newton's healthy and Cam Newton's healthy for 16 games, He's, it's going to be a – it has the potential to be a game-changer for the entire division because it's it's been a few years since we've seen that, and I think we all remember that 15-1 season, how impossible it was to stop Cam Newton. And so if that Cam Newton should show up, and I think that is very much a question mark, I, I think that swings things very big in the – in the favor of the Panthers in a way that, that could even put them as a favorite. Yeah, that, that Cam Newton is a nightmare uh, for every Saints fan. I heard you say that, by the way. So we'll see, let's see, if, that, we'll see if that happens. Uh, this Jadevian Clowney story, it continues to fascinate me. The rumors have really ramped up over the past 24 hours. You have a team that you think's kind of in the lead in these sweepstakes. It sounds like to me, Josh, that he's not going to be playing at Houston um, during this season with, with all the talk of the last day. Yeah, you know, it, it's an odd one to me because I, I think that for for a team to trade anything of of real value for a player that, that you're you can't you can't sign to a contract before the end of the year and, and as much as you say, well, we'd have assurances, you know, what what's what happens if, if Clowney blows out his ACL, God forbid, but what happens if that happens and, and to 
giving up, you know, real draft assets for a player that now you're not even going to resign or that you're going to resign as a flyer. It's all a bit, a bit shaky in my head. Um, now that, that said, if, if a team like the dolphins were to want to get someone here, get him in a way that, that they don't think they'd be able to land him in free agency and spend a year convincing him to buy into the system. Uh, I, I suppose I could see that, but I, I just, I, I can't see a team. I, I really think that there's a lot of smoke here being generated, but I, I don't at the end of the day, really believe that he's going to be on the move. If, I mean, I said Miami Tampa Bay would make sense too, as a, as a replacement for JPP for this year. And, and to say that you're going for it, but I, I don't know that that makes much sense for a team that I, I think is, you know, really fringy as a contender at this point. He's Josh Schalper, one of the best NFL writers. He's at ProFootballTalk.com, and he's on Twitter at Josh Schalper. Josh, appreciate the time tonight. Great. Have a good night. All right, you too. We'll take a break. Back with more as the last lap continues on WWL. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 